and welcome to the Abundant Self Podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything there is to learn and to know about what it truly means to have life and life in abundance. My name is Sharon Chebaibai and thank you so much for tuning in. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time it is that you're tuning in to today's episode. I hope you are well and staying safe wherever it is that you are. If this is your very first time here, my good name is Sharon Chabaibai and welcome to the Abundant Self Podcast. This is episode four of the podcast and we are going to be talking about hope when things are hopeless or how do we find hope? How do we cling on to hope? when our environment, when the situations that surround us are hopeless or when we are faced with crisis. So once again, Karibu Sana to the podcast, feel at home, and I hope that you will find the conversations that we're having on here meaningful and of value to you. But before we go to the episode or rather to the topic of today, allow me to just recap on the previous episode where we were talking about abundance versus scarcity mindset. And on the episode, I remember uh, we put out a poll where we were asking our listeners, we were asking you to let us know. What mindset are you currently operating on? And some of the votes we got is that 67% of those who listened to the episode voted that they were operating from an abundant mindset and the remaining 33 voted that they were operating from a scarcity mindset. Now, of course, this is just to make us aware of the point of view or rather the mindsets that are influencing our quality of life and even how we choose to look at situations. Remember, when you talk about operating from an abundance mindset, it means operating from a mindset that sees unlimited opportunities that are available for you and to you. But when you're operating from a scarcity mindset, it always means that you feel like there's never going to be enough. And that, of course, will influence how you get to look Look at life, how you get to even go after opportunities and resources and all the other available opportunities that are there for you and for your growth and development. So it is something to ponder and think about. So even for you, go right ahead and just think about it. Um, what mindset are you currently operating on? If you're not quite sure what the, any of these mindsets mean, then you can always go ahead and check out the episode. That is on the abundance versus scarcity mindset. And I'm sure that you'll be able to get uh, valuable insights and that the conversations we were having will be edifying to you. Yes. So on to the topic of today, that is hope when all is hopeless. How do we find hope when all is hopeless? Now, the reason I decided to tackle this topic today, especially being the month of September, Usually this is the month when everyone around the world takes the time to just um, 
put all their attention or rather focus their attention on suicide awareness and prevention. So September is known to be Suicide Awareness and Prevention Month. And sometime last year, actually September last year, I got the honor of featuring the story of a lady called Janemi Obing here in Kenya who is doing tremendous, I mean tremendous work when it comes to suicide awareness and prevention. She started an initiative called the You Make Today Better Initiative and it is through this initiative with the help of her team, with the help of many volunteers who are or rather, it is through this initiative that they have taken the steps to shine a light on issues suicide, you know, how to be how to be supportive and how to help anyone who is having suicidal thoughts, how to just plant the seed of hope in the lives of these individuals and how to ensure that cases of suicide um, are not as rampant as they are right now. I remember when I was covering that story, I had um, read and learned that according to WHO, that is World Health Organization, that is as of last year, 2021, up to 800,000 individuals were taking their lives every year. And this is something that was hap- is I mean, that is 800,000 people around the world. And when you think about 800,000 people, honestly, that is a huge, significant number. And it is quite unfortunate that due to the issues, due to the challenges of life, that people, that many have resorted to, you know, take their own lives. And this is something that we seriously need to talk about. How do we prevent this from happening? And while, yes, September remains to be a month where we shine a light on these issues, it doesn't mean that we should not keep having these conversations each and every day. And it is that that is why it is very inspiring to see and to learn that we have people around us who are constantly and consistently preaching the message of hope and like Jeremy Obing preaching the message of you make today better. And her initiative actually is currently ongoing being the month of September. Of course, this is the month where her work gets to thrive and it is currently ongoing on all her social media platforms. So if you have no idea who Janami is or if you have not heard her story before, go out and check her story out on the blog that is on Chabai by Span. I will leave a link to that on the show notes. And you can also plug in on her social media channels and just see how you can support her, support her work, even as we continue to preach the message of hope. So now on to the topic of today, as I said, which is finding hope and, you know, just how can we cling on to hope when things are hopeless? I mean, when you think about life today, life can be tough. Things can be tough. I mean, when we talk about hope, when we talk about um I'm teaching people or rather, or rather creating awareness when it comes to issues of suicide, it is not to mean that um, we are going to negate the fact that life can actually be messy, that things can actually be tough and, you know, uh, life can actually cause us to want to give up, to lose all hope and to just quit on ourselves altogether. And when we think about the a message of abundance, what we are talking about here on the podcast. When you talk about what it means to have life and life in abundance, at the end of the day, you need to be alive. You need to be um, breathing <laughs> for you to go ahead and have life and life in abundance. And having life in abundance, of course, there has to be the aspect of hope. 
Because, for example, in 2020, when the pandemic hit, honestly, we all we all relate to the fact that a lot of people lost their lives because of the pandemic. And that means people lost their families, their loved ones, their friends. A lot of people lost their livelihoods. People lost their jobs. And um, when you think about it, it was a very hopeless situation for absolutely everybody. I mean, while there are people who were able to thrive, because at the end of the day, crisis also is usually a platform for people to just redesign or rather rediscover who they are and reposition themselves for greatness, we cannot fail to... um, admit or just accept the fact that there are people who actually went through the most difficult time more than ever before in their lives. Some of us, it was the very first time experiencing a pandemic. For others, this might have been their second pandemic in their lifetimes. But at the end of the day, this was a situation, this was an issue that was felt by every single person in the world. And at the end of the day, it was up to us to find hope, to see light at the end of the tunnel, to know that, at the, you know, maybe someday the pandemic is going to come to an end. And that is the kind of normal that we are trying to transition into right now. When we think about 2020, honestly, never could we have imagined that we would get to 2022 when the pandemic would slowly start receding and people would sort of get back to their normal lives. And if we didn't have the mind to sort of just cling on to that hope that things would get better, many of us would not have been here today. And that is the truth of the matter. So then how do we find hope? How do we find hope when things are hopeless? Before we get on that, so what does even having hope even mean? You know, when um, there's crisis or when things are not going the way we want them to, what does having hope mean? And like I said, Hope is kind of a seeing light at the end of the tunnel. It doesn't matter how dark a situation is, but always seeing the light, always seeing the good out if I mean out of every circumstance, out of every crisis. And let's face it, I mean when <laughs> when you're told to have hope or to believe that things would get better, it is so unrealistic. In fact, someone might even be I mean, someone might be sitting down and asking you, how in the world do you expect me to have hope that things would get better when maybe, for example, the, um, I do not have food to eat, I do not have a place to sleep? How exactly do I have hope in such a situation? The truth of the matter is hope can be unrealistic. Having hope when things are tough can be unrealistic. And sometimes um, when you're told to stay positive, you know, um, embrace the good, look at the good side of life, sometimes it can seem so overrated <laughs> where you're asking yourself, so how how is that going to solve my problems? How is being hopeful going to get me a job? How is being hopeful going to put food on the table? You know, such like things. And... Of course, being hopeful does not mean that you negate reality, that you forget that, you know, your problems exist. Being hopeful doesn't mean that you go ahead and ignore that there are many things happening around you. But being hopeful means understanding that despite the crisis, despite the hopelessness of the situation, we can always hope and believe that tomorrow is going to be better. Yes, today is not working. Yes, you do not have a job today. Yes, um, things may look as hopeless as they can possibly look like. But it's that belief 
that while all this chaos is going on, while things are not going the way I want them to go, things will eventually get better. As a believer of Christ, having hope when things are hopeless means relying on God's promises for my life. You know, if, for example, things look oblique, reminding myself that the word of God says that I, for I know the plans that I have for you, plans to give you hope and a future. I mean, these plans are not to harm you, they're to prosper you. So you can always have hope and find strength in the promises that God has has proclaimed over your life. That That is the message of hope, that despite everything else, despite how um, things might look, there's always the hope that things will eventually get better. And the thing about it, in truth, hope will always keep us going. You know, hope will keep us going. Hope will give us the resilience that we need to keep doing the things that God has called us to do. Let's take, for example, pursuing your purpose. Let's take, for example, going after the things that you're passionate about. At the end of the day, the journey might not be a walk in the park. It might not be a bed of roses. But when we have hope that things will get better, when we have hope with our vision in our mind, I mean, knowing that this is the end goal, this is what we aspire to do, this is where we aspire to be, and this is what we aspire to achieve, that hope that despite the challenges that might be holding us down and keeping us from getting to where we want to go, is what will keep you going, is what will build your resilience. Because every time you fail, hope will still be there. You'll still have the resilience to get up and keep going after what you want to achieve. But when we get to a place of hopelessness, it means quitting on ourselves, quitting on our passion, quitting on what we um quitting on the things that we have that have you know have been placed in our hearts that we need to do that we need to go after. And I mean it's so I mean it does it's not to mean that we shouldn't get hopeless because that is something that is inevitable. Things happen and sometimes we can lose our eye, we can lose our focus on what truly matters. Remember, when we were talking about mindsets, we were talking about how it is important that we are conscious of the way we look at life. If you look at life from a point of things will never get better, then I mean things are not going to go easy for you. And that's a fact. But when we, when we uh, focus our attention on what is ahead of us, I mean, yes, the journey might be tough. Yes, the process might be gruesome. But when we focus our attention, when we fix our gaze on what is most important, you know, be it the end goal, be it the vision that we have in mind, then we will be able to have the strength, we will be able to have the courage to keep pursuing the things that we love, to keep going after the things that we are passionate about and eventually to keep leading a life of abundance. It helps us to persevere the challenges. You know, um, the other day, my friend and I were talking about um, finding joy and persevering in hardships. And this is something that we see all throughout the Bible. Um, we were <laughs> talking about Paul. And there's this particular place in the Bible where Paul is quoting some of the gruesome things that he has gone through. You know, some the beatings, being thrown in jail so many times. I mean, the challenges that he has had to endure. 
for the message of Christ, you know. But that didn't, I mean, think about it. If honestly, every time I think about someone like Paul, honestly, it was just the grace of God <laughs> that was working in this man. Because for us human beings, how easy is it for us to give up when things are tough? How easy it is for us to just quit and say, you know what, I am not doing this again. I am not going to put myself through this whole entire um, hardship. I'm not going to do that. You know, because at the end of the day, we all like our comfort. We like we like to have it easy in life, to not have to sweat for anything. I mean, if you were told today that you could become a trillionaire, you know, just um, at the snap of a button without having to work for it, I mean, you would say yes. You would you would say, I mean, what are you waiting for? Make it happen now. But at the end of the day, for most of us, because there are people whom, I mean, success comes easy to them and whatnot. But for most of us, or for many of us, if not all of us, we have to work for it. You know, we have to be in that place of toiling and and just enduring the hardships and enjoying everything there is to make sure that everything works or rather that we become successful so for someone like paul the things he had to endure just to ensure that the message of christ was being spread all over the world if at one point he decided to just give in to the hopelessness of any situation or to some of the challenges and the hardships that he was going through then maybe we wouldn't have you know the message of christ or the the preaching of um christianity could not have gotten as far as it has today you know and when we were talking with my friend, I remember just we were just I remember just thinking to myself how it can be so hard to find joy in, you know, our hardships. I mean, you're there, you do not have anything to eat, you're there, you do not have a place to sleep, or you know, you're facing you're in the red of red, you know? And you're just thinking how grateful and joyful you are because joy doesn't necessarily mean being happy and laughing in amidst um, challenges, it means finding hope. It means believing that things will actually get better. Joy is just knowing that, yes, things are not going the way I want them to, but all this is happening for a reason. At the end of the day, nothing that we go through in life is a wasted experience. Absolutely nothing. So, how can we find hope? How can we be hopeful? Number one, of course, I'm sure you can already guess it, is just being grateful. <laughs> because it could have been worse. It could have been worse. I do not know what situation you're going through right now. I do not know what challenges you're facing. But when you think about it, it could have been worse. Even if it looks like it's in the red of reds, there's always something that we can be grateful for. There's always something that you can always, you know, just sit back and say, you know what, despite all this and this, I'm grateful that I'm still alive. I'm grateful that maybe I am of good health. I'm grateful that this and this other area of my life at least are still working and are still at their optimum functionality or whatever it is you may want to call it so just being grateful about the little things because it's always something to be grateful for even when 
I mean, you can't seem to find it. Trust me, when you sit back and when you just, when you just take a deep breath and just look with deep within yourself and look at your surrounding, look at your life, there's always something to be grateful for. And that is something that we need to just sit down and just pay attention to. Yes, it might seem unrealistic. <laughs> yes, it might seem like, I okay, how exactly do I do that? Trust me, there's always something to be grateful for. And it's those little things that will actually give you the um, strength that you need to keep holding on and not to give up. Just reminding yourself of, you know, the times that did go well. I mean, at the end of the day, our life honestly cannot be a series of misfortunes. Each of us have some good events that we can always go back to, you know. Um, every time I think for me when I have felt like, by the way, I don't think I can move on from here. You know, every time I have found myself in that state of hip hopelessness, I have always somehow just gone back to the time when um, things were doing great, of the times when I have seen God actually show up in my life and do um, great things in me and through me. And those are the times, or rather those experiences actually gave me hope that if God showed up for me in this and this situation, then he will surely show up for me in mine. And it doesn't even have to be in your own situation. I remember when I was sharing in the first episode, I was seeing how it is possible for us to learn from other people's experiences. And when we learn from their experiences, or rather when we see how they've been able to navigate through challenges, um, it is possible for us to find hope that if this person was able to go through such and such a situation and come out at the end of it victorious, then what what about me? I mean, what is stopping me from also achieving that same level of success or one that is in equal measure? You know, it's possible for us to look within our lives and see the places where we were able to overcome challenges. And it's even possible for us to even learn from the lives of others, you know, and see how even they themselves have been able to achieve exactly what they wanted to achieve. And even as I say this, um, this past month, months have been quite interesting and tumultuous for us here in Kenya, where we were getting to just vote and elect our leaders. And as of now, as I'm recording this episode, um, the new president of Kenya has already been sworn in. And some of the conversations that have been going on on social media is that if uh, the new president of Kenya was able to, you know, um, break all societal norms, having come from a humble background or having come from a, you know, family where his father and mother were not exactly famous or known by every single person in the country. And he is now able to stand tall and proud even as the new president of Kenya. Surely it means that every person's dream is valid. I mean, such such an example is what we can use when you're talking about learning from other people's um, experiences and getting to learn from their lives as well. 
that if this person was able to overcome this challenge, if this person was able to um, defy all um, societal norms or whatever it is, then surely even I, I myself can do the same. Another way in which we can find hope um, when things are hopeless is honestly choosing and being conscious of who and what you allow in your space. And this is something that I am coming to learn each and every single day. And it's something that we're actually going to be talking about in the next episodes where we'll be talking about how to be mentally attractive by being conscious of what we feed our minds. And the reason I say this is because most of the time when who we surround ourselves with, the kind of information or the kind of content that we consume always has a huge impact on how we choose to look at life. If you um, surround yourself, for example, with negative people or people who uh, exhume negative energy, then finding hope when things are hopeless, honestly, it is going to be difficult or even next to impossible. If you're constantly um, consuming news and content that is, you know, negative also if you're consuming such content then i mean definitely it's going to be difficult for you to have a positive outlook on life or to even have hope in your own situations in your own crises and challenges when you think about for example on social media and the kind of um news that is usually plastered on there some is good and of course some is bad and sometimes we might be in a crisis we might be in a challenge and then we find ourselves adding more salt to the injury when we choose to also focus our minds or our attention on bad news and and um information or content that is not feeding our souls is not feeding our minds because i believe that in such situations is when we need to be feeding our minds consciously and intentionally with positive content, with content that is meant to build us up, not tear us down altogether. So it is important for us to be very conscious of who and what we allow in your space. I know there are people who like following news, <laughs> but sometimes you can just tune you can just tune into the news and you just find that things are even more hopeless. <laughs> I mean, for example, when you talk about our economy, for example, you could be there, you do not have a job or things are not going so well for you financially. And then you just tune into the news. Now, Unona too, that eh, things are not looking good. Yes, it is good to be updated and to stay updated to, you know, with what is happening in your space and all around the world. But at the end of the day, if this is the same thing that is going to make you even all the more hopeless, then just stop. I mean, stop watching the news for a while until you're able to build yourself up again or until you know you're able to contain and you're able to take in the news, you know? So such and such things are what we need to do. Another thing we need to do, and this is something that I like very much. I've had it so many times before and I have been trying to implement it <laughs> in my own life, is knowing yourself in order to lead yourself. So know yourself to lead yourself. And how do you do that? It's just by knowing your triggers. 
becoming self-aware. Like I said, it is possible for you to, for example, if you are always a hopeful person, I mean, someone who sees the good in everything and who sees the light at the end of the tunnel, it is possible for you to, for something to happen and for you to go immediately and become hopeless, you know? But when you know yourself, when you are aware of your triggers, I mean, what are some of the things that are, are able or have the power to make me feel a certain way? Be it the news, be it hanging around certain crowds or certain people, or comparing myself to other people, like seeing a post on Instagram, Facebook, or wherever it is of your friend who is doing great things. I mean, what are some of the things that easily trigger you and can easily distort your mood or your state of hope? Once you know those things, then it is possible for you to single them out and it is possible for you to just encourage yourself and motivate yourself to not be moved or to not be influenced by them. So it is always important that we know who we are. And that is something that is, by the way, intentional, of course, because um, sometimes it can be hard to take a look at the mirror on, to take a look at the mirror and, you know, see your reflection. Sometimes it's very hard for us to accept who we are. It's very hard for us to accept some of the things that stop us or hinder us from becoming our most best selves. But it is still something that is very necessary because once you know who you are, once you know your strengths, your weaknesses, only then will you be able to handle yourself in a manner that is not going to be detrimental to your mental health. For anyone, I mean, even for even when it comes to the conversation of suicide, um, knowing your triggers is also, I think, is very important. Because only then will you know some of the things that trigger you to have suicidal thoughts. And only then will you be able to just take a step forward towards healing and towards finding hope. So when knowing yourself, just get to learn and get to know what are your triggers and usually this is you can always know this way with your patterns because as human beings we are creatures of habit and so there are certain things that we do there are certain um for example even this habit of just waking up and immediately going to social media those are some of the things that of course can feed into our hopeless nature or a hopeless situation and make us even forget that yes things might look horrible but we can always find hope and we can always see the light at the end of the tunnel we can always also get professional help um today the good the goodness is that we have the gift of men and women who are always willing to listen to us and to encourage us um if you can afford therapy you can always get professional help if you can always talk if you can if maybe getting professional help is not something that you can afford at the moment then you can always go ahead and talk to a friend talk to a loved one and just i mean usually talking things out and sharing some of the things you're going through to others is usually a way of lifting that burden and helping us to find hope and um, courage and strength when we need it there's a quote that I found um, online by Desmond Tutu that says, Hope is being able to see that there is light despite all of the darkness. Just like I said, I mean, light at the end of the tunnel. Things are not working out. 
things are not going the way you want them to, but hope is seeing light in spite of all the darkness. And I find that to be very encouraging. So these are the things that we need to think about. These are the conversations that we need to keep having. How do we find hope when things are hopeless? And how do we even encourage those around us to find hope when things are hopeless? Because at the end of the day, even we ourselves, we have the capability, we have the power, we have the influence to also encourage the people around us to have hope when things are not working. To be um, a listening ear to a friend, to a loved one who is going through difficult times and just help to remind them that there's always light at the end of the tunnel, that there's always light amidst all the darkness. So like I said, hope is the belief that things will and do get better. And being hopeful doesn't mean negating reality. It means understanding that despite the crisis and hopelessness of the situation, we can always hope and believe that tomorrow will be better. We also say that in order to find hope and to have hope and always hopeless, some of the ways is being grateful, choosing and being conscious of who and what you allow in your space, knowing yourself in order to lead yourself, and that speaks to self-awareness, and getting professional help among others. And something that I'd like to read even before we finish is also another powerful quote by Michelle Obama that says, You may not always have a comfortable life, and you will not always be able to solve all of the world's problems at once, but don't ever underestimate the importance you can have. Because history has shown us that courage can be contagious and hope can take a life of its own. And that is by Michelle Obama. So yes, hang in there, never give up. I mean, if you are still alive, then that should mean something. If you are alive today, that should mean something. And that should, I mean, what that should mean rather is that you can always have hope that things will get better. Just go ahead and think about the time when you thought things were at their lowest and think about how you were able to overcome them. So whatever it is you're going through right now, it doesn't mean you won't overcome them. It might take a bit longer or it might take shorter, but at the end of it all, having hope is going to keep you resilient. It's going to give you strength and courage and the energy to keep doing what it is you love doing. So once again, be sure to go and check out Shabai Buys a Pen, where you will get to interact with Janamis story. And I'm also inviting you to go ahead and check out her work that is the You Make Today Better initiative on her social media. I will try and link all that in the description box so that you or rather <laughs> in the show notes so that you can go right ahead and engage with her and even see how you can support her and the work that she does in suicide awareness and prevention. By the way, speaking of Chabai by Span, we recently published a new blog post and that is on the story of Lillian Muli, who is also a lady who is doing absolutely great things in matters of mental health. So you can go ahead and check out her story on the blog. And like I said, if you do not have any idea or if um, Chabai by Span is new to you, check out the bonus episode for more details on what we do on Chabai by Sven and what we are all about.
Yeah, so that is it, guys, for today's episode. Be sure to follow, share, and subscribe. Um, the Abundant Self podcast is currently available on Spotify. It is available on Google Podcasts and on Pocket Casts. So wherever it is that you get your podcasts, be sure to look for the Abundant Self podcast. Share and subscribe. At the end of the day, um, the or rather the way in which you can support us here on the podcast is by sharing the conversations we are having. And that is hoping <laughs> that this conversation are actually meaningful and of value to you. Also, in our next episode, we are going to be talking about a topic that is very close and dear to my heart, and that is on imposter syndrome. So be sure to tune in. And for those of you who are on Spotify, I know you can always tap the notification bell so that immediately an episode is uploaded, you are notified and you can plug in to the conversation. Once again, I hope that this conversation, this episode has been meaningful to you. If it has, be sure to share it with your friends, with your networks and let them plug in. I hope that this episode will be yet another seed of hope that is going to be planted not only in your life, but in the lives of those who are around you. I hope to see you in the next episode where we are going to be talking about imposter syndrome. And yes, <laughs> that has been it for me today. I look forward to seeing you and hearing you in the next episode. Again, before I forget, be sure to also follow us on our social media. We are currently on Instagram at theabundantself underscore podcast, as well as on Twitter and on Facebook. Until next time, bye-bye. There you have it. This has been the Abundant Self Podcast with me, Sharon Chabaybay. If this episode has been helpful to you, feel free to share it with your friends and family. We'd also love to hear from you. If you have any feedback or questions relating to today's episode, then go ahead and leave us a voice message on the hotline number in the show notes. Feel free to also rate and review us from wherever you get your podcasts. If you remember nothing else from today's episode, I hope you remember that you have been called to have life and life in abundance and that I am waiting for you always. <laughs>